Movie Sushi. Batman Begins. Bruce Wayne is in an old jail somewhere in the Far East, brawling in the mud at breakfast. Ducat recognises him as millionaire Bruce Wayne on behalf of the League of Shadows. As a test, Bruce must find a rare flower and bring it to Ducat's temple. Bruce finds the flower and struggles up to the mountain temple. Bruce says he wants to turn fear against those who prey on the fearful. Ducat says that to manipulate the fear in others, Bruce must first master his own. Although Bruce is tired from the climb, Ducat attacks him. He claims that death wouldn't wait to do so, so why should he? As they fight, Ducat devastatingly unpacks Bruce's fighting styles as he sees them. Tiger style, jiu-jitsu, panther style. When Ducat asks Bruce what he's afraid of, he has a flashback to when he was young. All Bruce's nightmares centre around bats. He remembers both his super-rich parents being killed soon after they left an opera that scared Bruce at the time. Now, Bruce feels guilty about their death. In the temple, through specialist ninja training, Bruce learns to be invisible. Ducat says Bruce's anger gives him great power, but it can easily also destroy him. Back at Wayne Manor, Bruce deftly pockets a revolver. He then meets childhood friend Rachel in the kitchen. His parents' killer, Joe Chill, soon has a parole hearing after 14 years. He shared a cell with crime boss Carmine Falcone and could get a reduced sentence if he cooperates. But Bruce wants revenge. Chill is released and straight away someone kills him before Bruce gets a chance. Rachel explains to Bruce that justice is about harmony, but revenge is about making yourself feel better. Since Falcone is the one destroying everything Bruce's parents stood for, Bruce really should be angry with Falcone instead. On his world travels, Bruce learned about desperation and morality. He travelled the world to understand the criminal mind and to conquer his fears. Back in the mountain temple, Ducat makes Bruce inhale some psychoactive incense. Dozens of ninjas then fill the room. Ducat says Bruce must become an idea. The effects of the smoke make Bruce's vision shudder with amplification. The ninjas attack him, then let him pass. Then they attack again. He must become one with the darkness. Ducat tells Bruce to master his senses. Bruce finally outsmarts Ducat, and leader of the League of Shadows, Ra's al Ghul, starts clapping from his lofty vantage point. Bruce is told he's purged his fear, so is now ready for the next level. But Bruce refuses to execute a random criminal brought before him. Compassion is a weakness his enemies will not share says Ducat. When Ra's al Ghul says that Gotham City must be destroyed, Bruce strongly disagrees and sends a burning firebrand into some sacks, starting a huge fire. Ra's al Ghul is killed 
but Bruce manages to rescue Ducat. Bruce meets Butler Alfred by his private plane. As a vigilante, he can be destroyed, but as a symbol, Bruce can be incorruptible. Bruce has been gone seven years and was declared dead, having left everything to Alfred. Rachel, assistant DA, knows that Dr. Crane is taking Falcone's thugs out of prison and putting them in Arkham Asylum, but is unsure why. Dr. Crane tells Falcone he wants Rachel silenced. Bruce claims he wants to learn about his legacy and takes a job in Applied Sciences Division, although he secretly still wants to be a vigilante. Soon he's being shown body armour worth $300,000. Lucius and Bruce discover that they can avoid detection of their Batman weapons and equipment by ordering parts from different countries and assembling them themselves. If they order batches of 10,000 or more at a time, no one will think it's strange. Bruce learns about a new type of memory cloth, which, when electrified, becomes rigid in a given shape. Bruce then test drives the Tumbler, a rough-and-tumble military bridge-building vehicle. Bruce has also now decided on the bat as his symbol. Everything, right down to the throwing stars, is branded this way moving forward. Batman goes to the docks to intercept Falcone's drugs. He picks off Falcone's men one by one, keeping the man for later. Rachel is being followed on the train. Batman kills her pursuers and warns Rachel her life's in danger from Falcone. Soon, the boss is presented to the authorities strapped to a floodlight, projecting a bat-like silhouette on the sky for the first time. From his cell... Falcone requests to see Dr. Crane, then threatens to expose his operation. Crane gives a quick noxious spritz and shows Falcone his scarecrow mask to heighten the effects. Now, having had an extreme paranoid episode, Falcone is left screaming with fear and is transferred to Crane's asylum at Arkham. Batman appears to Jim Gordon, only half the drugs at the docks are going to the dealers, with the other half unaccounted for. Gordon suggests corrupt cop Flass will know. Batman then suspends Flass upside down several times to discover what he knows. Rachel's boss, the district attorney, goes down to the docks and is killed for his curiosity. Several stories up, Dr. Crane orders a flat containing evidence of narcotics smuggling using fluffy toys be torched. Batman is there, only to be squirted with the psychoactive toxin himself. Dr. Crane dons his scarecrow mask and Batman becomes disoriented with fear. Scarecrow then sets him on fire, causing him to fall off the balcony. Batman's delirious and when he lands ultimately on the street, He's still partially alight and barely conscious. Rachel goes to the asylum to request Falcone be moved. Instead, Scarecrow demonstrates how he and his men are adding hallucinogen into Gotham's water supply, topping up amounts bit by bit to dangerous levels. Crane drugs and scares Rachel, then Batman arrives. This time, 
Batman squirts the toxin on Crane, who then fearfully reveals that he works for Ra's al Ghul. Batman hasn't got long to save Rachel from the drug's effects, so he drives her to the Batcave at high speed. Bruce reluctantly attends his own lavish birthday party, while Sergeant Gordon questions Dr. Crane. The water supply will disperse the toxin throughout parts of Gotham, and the microwave emitter will make it airborne, which activates it. Ducat attends Bruce's party, and reveals that he's actually Ra's al Ghul. For their own safety, Bruce mercilessly insults his high-powered guests, and throws them all out. Ra's al Ghul wants Gotham City to tear itself apart with fear, like they did Constantinople and Rome years before. He then sets Wayne Manor on fire. Arkham's most fearsome inmates are released, serial killers, rapists, to add to the intended mass panic. Ra's al Ghul triggers the microwave transmitter so it can activate the toxin. Ra's al Ghul wants to take the microwave emitter to Wayne Tower by train, where the effects of the toxin will be more far-reaching. Gordon destroys the track just ahead of the train using the tumbler, and Batman leaves Ra's al Ghul on the speeding train to crash. Next day, Bruce reveals that he's discreetly bought controlling shares in Wayne Enterprises. Immediately, he rehires the once-fired Lucius to supplant the double-crossing Mr. Earl. Gordon is promoted to lieutenant and shows Batman the Joker's calling card. Starring Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, rated 12A, directed by Christopher Nolan, Released in the UK 2005, runtime 2 hours 20 minutes.